Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Friday, July. I'm already getting ahead of myself. June 23rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Fiener Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service Fiener home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Pui and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Nick Verzlini out today. He'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, for the Little League Tournament, though. And speaking of the Little League Tournament, we'll break that down here momentarily. But at 1230, we'll be joined by Hedgesville boys basketball coach Kelly Church. Uh, talk a multitude of things. He's hosting another camp this year with Parks and going to get inducted into the Hedgesville uh, Athletics Hall of Fame, uh, the state of high school basketball in the area, uh, the state of high school athletics, I guess, would be one that he said he's willing to talk about as well as with the new transfer rule, kind of his thoughts on that. Uh, but we'll have Kelly Church in the studio at 1230. Uh, let's break into this right now, Colin, as we'll have the Little League District 6 Area 1 tournament beginning tonight, lasting through Tuesday night. It'll get started tonight at 6 p.m. Hedgesville taking on Jeff. Jefferson. The winner of that will play in Martinsburg tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And then the other game is South Berkeley versus Morgan County tomorrow at 4.30. Uh, kind of preview this. The next game after that will be Sunday at 4.30 and then 7 on Sunday. And then Monday and Tuesday nights are at 7 p.m. They'll all be on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. Uh, but this one tonight, Jefferson obviously always feels like the favorite in this, Colin. Yeah, the uh, few years that we've been here and have covered the uh, Little League tournament, it seems like they are the ones to come out of the area and then also out of the uh, district tournament. So you got to put them as the favorites, it feels like, even though they're kind of the ones behind the eight ball. So to say right now, if you want to, I guess, consider any buys scenarios or not, since it's a five-team double elimination bracket you have day one of Hedgesville Jefferson which then means South Berkeley Morgan and Martinsburg all gets to wait to play tomorrow so that wastes a pitcher for both Jefferson and Hedgesville and kind of almost in a way gives them a disadvantage because of that but I still feel like you have to look at Jefferson and Martinsburg just the way that these tournaments that we've been a part of have went they're the two that have come out of the area but you never know with age groups going through the 10 to 12 system how good these kids are so that's always what makes it exciting is the unpredictability of basically every aspect of a little league tournament so it's going to be a lot of fun hopefully the games get played i know looking outside the weather all week has been very gloomy however there is one bright spot to the situation for oatsdale and it is the fact that it's now turfed yeah that little league field is turfed i know the juniors i was talking with martinsburg baseball coach aaron byler last night uh the junior league is actually i believe it's either junior seniors i believe it's the junior league they're actually playing their tournament they're they're playing their games that were set for tonight at bl faulkner uh, because of the turf there and i guess the other fields at oatesdale do not have turf so they only f- did that is little it, league field 
just the infield that's turf? Is the outfield turf? Do you I know do any details? The so infield, the entire thing's turf? No, I do believe okay, the, infield the infield is only turfed on that field uh, from who the people I've been speaking with about this. But uh, it should be a good tournament, an exciting one, and then it's a quick turnaround this year for the district tournament. That will be next Saturday and Sunday. Two representatives will come out of this area against the two out of Area 2, and it will be down in Petersburg. We'll be there for that as well. It will be three games, I believe, next weekend. Two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Unless I have that wrong, I can double-check. July here. 1st and 2nd. So yeah, I can double-check double here on the bracket. Uh, let's see this bracket's pulling up as we speak. It will be a 4 p.m. game on the 1st, a 6.30 p.m. game on the 1st, and then the final game uh, will be the kind of the, the runner-up bracket side of it. That will be on Sunday at 5 p.m. Uh, but that's how that's going to shape up. It will be at Grant County in Petersburg. But this weekend's the Area 1 tournament down at Oatsdale. Um, as uh, that will get going tonight, we'll have it all for you on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, as well as WRNR TV on YouTube. American Legion Baseball in action this weekend uh, at the Frederick Tournament. I believe it might be their Woodbat Tournament. I am not 100% certain. Uh, but uh, they're going to take on a familiar team tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., uh, they're projected, to, or they're supposed to take on Berks County Westlawn once again, as the Hornets beat them last Friday at P.O. Faulkner nine to two to start out their tournament. And then it'll be a four thirty game against Severn, and then Sunday it'll be against Woodsboro post two eighty two at four thirty, and then on Sunday at seven p.m. they're set to take on the Dun- Dundalk Destroyal Destroyers at U at 7 p.m. before our next broadcast, which will be next Wednesday against the take on the Bedford Hurricanes, who they took on last summer. That was a good game for them last summer, but that's kind of where baseball is here in the area. Uh, We'll talk basketball and, uh, I guess, hockey here in the next segment, Uh, but did just get some breaking news uh, when we're talking about the NBA next segment. But, Colin, we'll talk a little bit of Mountaineers. The fallout continues from uh, the Bob Huggins situation as Trey Mitchell entered the transfer portal last night. Yeah, a guy that was one of the mainstays on the Mountaineers roster last year, a guy that you kind of felt was a leader to this team. But with the transfers coming in, maybe it's not just the fact that Huggins is gone. Maybe he thought that there'd be less playing time with a new coach. And but how many class. others? Are there I, I'm not sure. That's just pure speculation on my end. But yeah, if he transfers, how many others are going to start following suit? Is the question with no coach Huggins and with no hiring in imminent sight at this right point. now? I mean, nobody has any idea other than I guess Gordon Gee and Ren Baker what's truly going on in this process people can think they know what's going on but clearly they don't know at all what's going on you've learned the train of the vom vomit so (laughs) um but yeah one domino falls for a transfer and we we mentioned though and I, i don't know for mitchell if he really had any nil deals because he he was there and has been there and with the transfer class we mentioned you leave you don't get all these nils that you've been promised and more are actually coming in i believe toothman ford has really been reaching out to these big name guys that wvu has gotten to try to make an nil deal with them so i would imagine they're getting an f-150 exactly or a mustang 
uh, he's done great when it comes to NIL deals, helping out the Mountaineers with multiple different sports. So uh, great job by them to hopefully get this group as best as possible to stay together. Because even though it's obviously unfortunate that Huggins is gone, even though it was his fault, and we all understand that, hope he gets some help. Um, but ultimately, you hope the team is still successful as a fan. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it comes to is, you know, you can't read all this stuff on Twitter because you'll just be sitting there. Um, this is news coming from, I would I would think it's a reputable source here um, in the West Virginia sports realm. Ethan Bach, uh, yeah. recruiting yes. analyst for the Portal Report and West Virginia men's basketball for WV Sports Now. He says multiple sources are telling him that WVU transfer forward Trey Mitchell is still considering West Virginia in his recruitment. recruitment. Uh, his early contact list, um, per Tristan Forrest, editor of A Sea of Blue and founder and writer for Kai Insider, Kansas, I believe that was going to be Kansas Insider, or Kentucky Insider probably. And it's Kentucky, Oklahoma State, Kansas, DePaul, Memphis, and Georgetown are the early contacts for Trey Mitchell, which uh, I feel like, all those, good basketball those schools. Those are all great basketball schools, so I, I could definitely see him leaving. Uh, speaking of college basketball in the state, uh, Tavion Kinsey for Marshall doesn't get drafted. Was A couple years ago was anticipated to be a first, early, second-round draft pick, but he does sign with the Utah Jazz, so congrats to him and uh, good luck on his next chapter as a basketball player in the Mountain State. A guy that I know personally had classes with him at Marshall University is a guy that definitely, he's kind of like a Tyson Bajan. You get him a foot in the door and he's going to show you why he deserves to play. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I didn't really look at it um, much. I can't remember. Stevenson of the Mountaineers got signed because I believe he went undrafted as well i'm trying to pull up his social media because i thought i saw something but didn't directly look at it maybe i was I'm trying to see if jake stevens got signed I don't see from it, so. the muscleman grad if he got signed as well i have not been able to find that out um but uh you know hopefully he can find his way onto maybe a summer league roster um but unfortunately he did he did not get drafted last night uh but colin here um July 20th could be a big day in uh, in Washington fandom. Yeah, it looks like uh, the NFL owners are setting a special meeting for July 20th, and with that, it seems like it's going to be to approve the sale of the Washington Commanders to, pro- to finally excuse me, put an end to the Daniel Snyder ownership. Yeah, that's going to be huge when it happens on July 20th. Uh, but how about this, Colin? Let's step aside for our first break of the afternoon. When we come back, we'll talk uh, Wizards. Another busy day for them, including the draft. Plus, there could be movement out of Capital One Arena, according to a recent report from the Washington Post. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in. Now 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit Robin is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Nick out for the day, taking care of some stuff. But uh, let's talk NBA. I know he would be really excited to talk about this next topic. Uh, as the trades continue, Colin, or continued into yesterday, uh, we knew that something was going to take place at some point by the end of the month for Chris Paul, who was a return in the Bradley Beal trade, who had really is, you know, obviously getting up there in age and at this point in his career wants to play for a championship and doesn't want to be on a team that's rebuilding. So there, the odds of him ever playing a game for the Wizards were very, very slim because they were probably going to buy him out at some point before the season if they couldn't trade him. But they did trade him yesterday uh, to the Golden State Warriors and got a pretty intriguing young player back. Yeah, and you look at the trade and it makes sense. We originally talked about once it was announced that Chris Paul was going to be a wizard that he was most likely going to get traded and never actually put on a Washington wizard jersey and the initial signs or rumors that we heard were maybe going back to the Clippers uh, for a season or two because we know the Clippers want to start being competitive in the West and another separate story was the fact that Golden State this year with Jordan Poole, Draymond Green and their kind of feud in which Jamon Green before the season punched pool, it seemed like definitely carried over into the regular season. 
and during this offseason, one of them was going to have to be let go, and most likely, and the obvious choice was Jordan Poole. So, but the it wasn't the obvious choice. Go though. for it. it. It's still definitely a shocking trade. I didn't think at all that those two aspects were going to be put together, and we see Jordan Poole now going to the Wizards for Chris Paul at, yeah. at all, in my mind, and a young guy that I guess you could maybe build around a little bit during a rebuild but i don't know how much jordan Poole's is gonna do in washington <clears throat> if anything so the warriors gm spoke a couple days ago and do you want to know what he had to say about jordan Poole, Colin? sure mike i know things could change in the next few days or weeks uh and i know you just took the job but two names that have come up in you know rumor speculation about your team are jordan jordan Poole and jonathan kaminga You've been on board when when they came on, uh, when they were acquired. What are your just general thoughts of Jordan Poole uh, as his future moving forward and also on Jonathan Kaminga? We love having those guys here. Jordan, especially with his contract extension, uh, we plan to have him here for four more years at least. And then Jonathan's... <laughs> that didn't age well. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but again, it's sports, it's a business. But just the fact that three days ago before he traded him is, is kind of wild to me. But in that trade, the Wizards not only acquire Jordan Poole, they acquire a 2027 second-round draft pick and a 2030 protected first-round draft pick. And, and Jordan Poole's a guy that can lead the charge of, you know, he's a young guy. You could build around Jordan Poole yeah, for, the I mean, time, for the time being, at least, while you wait for the draft. He, he just turned 24 a few days ago, it looks like, on the 19th. Uh, looking at his stats, he averaged over 20 points this past season, almost three rebounds a game, four and a half assists, shot 43%. So he, he's going to get better once he gets into his prime. And I agree, being a young guy in a rebuild situation now, if he somehow, though, and this is going to be the toughest part, is be happy in Washington as a wizard, then you can build around him. Because now he's the guy. They have nobody else. It, yeah. It's clear-cut, pool, and then whoever else they find to put together this team that most likely isn't going to be good at all, is going to tank. And I said it a few days ago, trying to get Bronny Jr. so that LeBron can come for a year and have some fun and maybe make him competitive in the East. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. And how does that go? Because, you know, I'm talking to you know a bunch of my friends uh, or one specific friend that's a big college basketball, uh, big just basketball guy in general. Um, and he was like, dude, Bronny Jr. won't even play next, like won't even start next year for USC. I call BS on that. He's a big basketball guy. He's actually from Southern California, so you know he's he's big into especially like college basketball down there. So I just thought that was an interesting take yesterday. But uh, the Wizards with the eighth pick in the draft. Do you know who they drafted, Colin? I take I'm, it you I'm don't, blanking. No, you don't I, know. I didn't follow much um, honestly of the draft. I, I do not want to say it because I I know I'm going to mess up his name, um, but. Um, I'm not big of an NBA draft guy, I'm, honestly. Like NFL, it's just I can all, get like, behind because yes. of the spectacle. I think of more all. of it's just the pure fact that I don't know how to pronounce their names. It's Belial Kolbali, is how I'm going to say it. Uh, oh, but with the eighth pick, it was uh, 
Jarris Walker. No, they traded to the seventh pick. They got the pick in a pick swap. You know how the NBA does it, Colin? Okay. It's weird. So you're not trading the pick yeah. to somebody. You're For some trading reason, the actual ESPN pick that you still has the logos as the Pacers at seven. But he was apparently Wemby's teammate in France. So that's kind of intriguing. Yeah. I don't know. The Wizards are obviously just building and building, uh, but we'll step aside for our second break of the day here on the other side of this break. We'll be joined by Hedgesville basketball coach Kelly Church. A segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just supply store any longer. Buy your trigger grills at Orsini's at Orsini's.com or go to 360 Hackless Way in Martinsburg. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, June 23rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're now joined in studio by legendary Hedgesville basketball coach Kelly Church. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me again. Yeah, funny <laughs> uh, Funny, you're sitting in that seat like a little over 24 hours after you're on with Rob's show yesterday. Uh, but uh, your, your main kind of reason you're here is you want to promote your camp that you're that you're putting on this summer again. Right. It's a uh... Uh, it's it's through parks and recreation, which makes it a little bit different. Uh, we did it we did it last year, and <clears throat> to be honest, I don't think I did a great job of of making sure that that people knew. It's 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 obviously very similar to the camp we have at Hedgesville, uh, and like I'm fortunate enough to been I've been doing this now for 
forever it seems like uh like i've been doing basketball camps the first time i worked university of richmond's basketball camp was 1985 so my guess is neither one of you guys were alive uh, so <laughs> your guess uh, is correct yeah so um and that's the first basketball camp i worked and then i used to go uh, you know camp to camp to camp all over the east coast trying to develop relationships and uh, you know, which have been great throughout my life. And uh, I think I've become pretty good at the at the camp thing. I do it a little bit differently. We don't just make it about basketball, but we, we tie in, you know, lots of life lessons. And uh, like our camp at Hedgesville this year, we had over 125 kids, which was great, wow. um, you know, for especially for a little, you know, a small local camp. So uh, next week, I actually, uh, I'll take a vac. Next week, I'm in town and we're, we're practicing one more week. And then I'll uh, take a vacation with my, with my wife and I'll follow that up with uh like i run university of richmond's uh mini spider camp so i run their little kid camp and you know that'll be about 350 kids so uh you know it's packed every year and um you know so for, very fortunate to get to spend time uh th- this year the one at the rec center is the july 17th through the 20th so after i get back from richmond's camp uh, you know it's at night which when we do our camp it's 9 to 12 during the day this camp's actually at night so uh you know it gives people who who have to have daycare and work and stuff a different opportunity and they're more than welcome to stay and watch what we do uh it's broken up into two age groups and if you go on the berkeley county website or sorry the the berkeley county parks and recreation website you can find it there or on my facebook page how much does it uh, cost, and is there any restrictions on the amount of kids to, or a deadline? Yeah, I guess for yeah. Well, when I, to I'm to be honest, I don't, I don't know the deadline, uh, but it's it's sixty five dollars per kid, uh, and it's um, the two age groups, first through third grade, and then fourth through seventh grade. So, uh, you know, those are the only restrictions, and there is a restricted number. And so, like at ours, like at Hedgesville, we have two gyms, two big gyms, uh, and and so we were able to accommodate all the kids uh you know but the the numbers are, are you know they have a cutoff i think it's right below 50 that they'll they'll cut it at so if you if you want to do it i would encourage you to sign up as soon as possible and uh you know looking back at your season this year what what are some takeaways that you take away from uh you know heading down back down to the state tournament this year and the team that you had this year well, uh, you know, I, obviously we, we, we had a really, really good year. And when I say we had a good year, we, we uh, at the end, all the kids that wanted to ha- or had aspirations of, of continuing their, their career could go on the, uh, to play college basketball if they wanted to. And uh, Stefan and uh, Cam are both going to play uh, at Potomac State. Uh, we had some other kids who had some opportunities, and, you know, they chose not to. And, uh, you know, uh, your kids got to make life choices. I tell them all the time, like, I, I if, if you want to play college basketball you better want to do it for yourself i mean it's a big part of it everybody talks about you know like i want to be a college athlete i want to play college basketball and i I tell lots of them like based on what i've seen you don't like you just don't because it it really is a job i mean it's full time and and you have to almost you know uh, you know not just like the sport or even love the sport you almost got to be obsessed with it if you're going to do it certainly certainly at the division two or division one level so uh you know that was really good and the biggest thing like always i mean all of our kids graduated on time with their class so that's that's 25 years at edgeville 30 years that i've been coaching and every kid graduates on time with their class if they're a senior basketball player so uh you know in terms of the the you know we lost all the kids that played uh, most of the minutes with the exception of tay so you know well what's hedgesville going to be like well i i 
my prediction is we'll be a lot better than people think we'll be, uh, and that's without any help from the portal. <laughs> you know, uh, we just we have the kids that are there, and they're they're working extremely hard, and so you know we'll find a way to become competitive. Uh, you know, through developing our talent and getting the kids to work together. I want to talk, have you talk about a player that uh, I've ha- I think I've asked every coach that he's played for. Uh, and he this year he made it to the playoffs in all three sports. That being Jackson or West, he he you said he had aspirations at one point to play college basketball, but it looks like he's going to play college baseball. I believe from what I've talked to him. What did he mean to your program? Because you know from everything that I've seen that I saw this last year, he seemed to be a big part of the heart and soul of your program. Right. Uh, one of the things that was interesting is that the the, uh, the past summer, the summer right before this, was the first time that during the summer Jackson dedicated any time to basketball. Uh, when you're a kid who plays three sports, uh, everybody wants to pull you. Like we joke around, like if you, like I think it's 32 is the number of flex days. Once that goes into law approval, whatever the thing is, so uh, that would mean Jackson Ruest had three seasons and 96 possible days he could have a flex that. The time doesn't exist. Uh, we are pulling kids so many different directions. And so I talked to Matt Urish at length uh, about Jackson and baseball, and he got a small an offer, but a, but a small financial offer from, from Fairmont. And I, I don't think that's the route he's going to go. I think he's going to play baseball, but I think it's going to be somewhere else. But, uh, you know, often I will make phone calls for kids. Like I, I, Ms. Van Dyne is our athletic director, and I would be the first one to tell you that I know less than nothing about volleyball. Uh, you know, I, I just don't. I know enough to teach an MPE class. Uh, not, not enough for the the girls around here. The level of talent we have everywhere. But I I think I played a role in helping uh, her daughter go to Fairmont now to to play volleyball. Uh, if you have relationships with people and you call people and they they respect who you are, then sometimes they'll look when otherwise they might not have. And so, but in terms of Jackson, like he just he's a tremendous kid. He's a tremendous person. Uh, and so he spent a little bit of time practicing basketball, just a little bit, and it made a big. difference. Difference. He got a lot better at basketball. Um, he's Very quiet guy too. Oh, so unassuming. He just, you know, he just goes and plays and likes playing sports. And I was trying to encourage him to, to, you know, some basketball stuff opened up for him late, and I was trying to encourage him to go to somewhere where he maybe could play both. Which he he had that option at Mount Alto, um, but I think he's going to go a different route. And I just was encouraging him to do that because honestly, Jackson loves to play stuff so much. But what I just said is true. There's a big difference. When I was talking to Matt Yurish about him, he said, you know, how good do you think he can be? I said, well, I think the ceiling's pretty high. The problem is for Jackson is he plays three things, so he hasn't worked on anything. He just hasn't. And it's not a shot at him. He just didn't have the time. So uh, you're playing three sports, harder to dedicate real time to the weight room. I mean, just does it. So, I, you know, I, I think he's, uh, you know, forget all the athletic attributes. Like, you know, his freshman year, he played point guard on our freshman team. Uh, his, his senior year, he's the center playing in the state tournament. We really don't have a center, but uh, you know, just but 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 more importantly than all that, like he's the kid at school that there's not one you can't find one teacher who would say one negative thing about him as a human being. His parents obviously have to be super proud, and and they should be. His parents, grandparents, everybody. I mean, he's a great kid, and uh, you know, wherever he goes and whatever he decides to do, uh, you know, I I. I He's got to decide he wants to go to college first. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's uh, he's a very skilled kid at lots of different things. So whatever he does, I know his future will be bright. You mentioned earlier that you guys are with the flex days now having practice, and you've had all your starters now move on and graduate for the most part, and only a few guys remaining. Who are, I guess, some of the guys 
this year on your roster and not only talk about them a little bit but the uh, new guys a part of your coaching staff as well for this upcoming season yeah, well um you know we're, we're hoping that you know again we have to you have to go through the school board and all those things right. have to be approved but uh, you know we believe that uh, austin carter who was uh at berkeley springs with uh, coach brenniger uh you know he's he's a very very good basketball mind for us it it, it helps me because you know I, t- I say at camp all the time i'm just the other side of 29 uh, uh, but but I'm pretty far away from 29, and so having a young guy who still really really likes to work out with the kids uh, sometimes helps in terms of building a, another really really good relationship with them. And so Austin's going to be with us. Um, I believe Tony Tinsman is is hopefully going to join our staff, which is uh, you know he's a former player who uh, you know who has has children. He's he's coached in rec league and he's done different things. But uh, we believe he's going to join our staff as as well. Uh, you know, and then uh, you know the the pretty big name is Kyle Triggs. Uh, Kyle is, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, you know, certainly if he was good enough to coach at Rutgers, we can probably work it out for him to come to Hedgesville High School if he's interested. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, like you know, Kyle grew up here. He, he I tried to help him when he was a, a, a younger person and he went on to be a manager at, at West Virginia. And, uh, you know, I, I know he's still very fond of lots of things about Martinsburg High School. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Van Meter, who was with me, has now he's moved on. Uh, and, and he and Ryan Miller are, are you know, going to coach at Washington. I'm sure they're going to do great things. But uh, that doesn't mean that they still don't love Hedgesville High School. I'm sure there's part of Kyle that will always be, you know, part of his you know, love will be for Martinsburg High School, but you know, basketball-wise, uh, relationships matter, and building those relationships with people, and, and me reaching, I reached out to him, and I, and I think he's excited about the opportunity to come work with us. And moving forward here, you mentioned that you haven't utilized the transfer portal yet. How is what is your understanding for what that is? Because we don't really understand what it is and how people are coming to different schools. Uh, I guess in a word, it's a poop show. I mean, I, I don't know what else to Thank say. Thank you for censoring yourself. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, you know, like here's the deal. Everybody knows. Like like Rob joked yesterday off the air. He's you know he said, well, you know what. Well, all it really does is is make all the stuff that everybody was doing before legal. And uh, th- there is some truth to that. There's lots of people who have faked addresses. There's lots of people who've done lots of things to be able to go to different schools. Uh, you know, uh, when, when Eli Gates and, and Brett Gates were... Uh, they they redid the lines, and at that point they were acting like everybody was going to be really really strict about if you were you, you know you were going to have to move you're going to have to move and and Eric Gates is a tremendous person uh, Lisa his wife they're not the kind of people who were ever going to fudge anything uh, they spent thousands of thousands of dollars to move so that their kids could stay in Hedgesville's district. Uh, other people didn't have the, the wherewithal to do that. Other people found different ways to do it, whether it be to stay at Hedgesville, go wherever you wanted to go. So now I, I think the problem is, and, I, and, this, and please believe me, it's not a shot at you guys, but right now what we've done is we've created pageantry to it. We've created this, like kids have switched schools all the time. It's happened now, but you can do it legally. 
what I worry about is this. If, if, if Billy Smith calls Kelly Church or reaches out to me or his parents do, if he does, I'm going to tell him i got to talk to his parents before he comes to anything at our school. And then once he comes, I, I would meet with him. I'd meet with his family. Those things happen all the time. Uh, but, he, but he has to be registered in your school. He has to be there. I know now there are kids that are going to other schools' workouts. They're participating with other teams to see if they like it. I, you know. Uh, in many cases, you have adults, I think, that are, uh, as much as you want to guard against it, there's going to be adults that are going to try to influence where kids go to school. And the honest fact of that, most people that do that are doing that for their own benefit. They're not doing it for the benefit of the child. Anybody who wants to transfer to Hedgesville, I Cam Wilkes transferred. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we never had kids that transferred. Uh, I never had a conversation with Cam before I knew he was coming. Stefan transferred. Stefan and Cam were great friends. Kids recruit kids. That happens. Uh, but same thing until until he came in. And, and you know, it, it turns out now one of the things we're finding, and again, not a slight at another school at all, there's lots of kids that are going to the wrong school already that never filled out paperwork. So if a kid wants to come back, it's ironic that he has an address This is in our district, and we never even knew it. So the thing that I worry about with all of it is this. If if you're a family and you make a decision that you want to change schools because you think a school is a better fit for your son, regardless of the reason, then I 100% would support it. The thing that I worry about is adults selling falsehoods, selling things that aren't true to kids. Uh, because, again, like since I've been here, Martinsburg High School, far more athletes than anybody else. They just have. Um, number of Division I basketball players out of Martinsburg High School in the last 25 years. Two, Kevin Pinstago and Dante Grantham. They're the two. With that being said, uh, Mike Winnicki at that point was the associate head coach at Clemson. He was in my first wedding. I'm not saying that Dante Grantham went to Clemson because Kelly Church talked to Mike Winnicki. I know it didn't hurt when he called me, and I was honest with him about it. So I think if kids are switching schools because they're chasing an athletic scholarship, I think it's bad. I just do. Kids have changed schools forever. Certainly, hopefully, you know, we're going to monitor what adults do and they do what's right for kids. But kids are going to make their choices and they're going to switch schools now. It just, it just makes it difficult, especially if you're a coach. Who, like you, you, know, you spend uh, a kid's eighth grade year, ninth grade year, tenth grade year when you're working with them. 11th grade year, like we, you know, the, the Fleming kid just transferred from, from Martinsburg in football. I mean, that became the big one. Uh, you know, that, that's probably awful tough for the coaches at Martinsburg High School that work with the kid for, for three or four years, regardless of the reason why he switched. So, makes it tough. Another player uh, transferred into uh, Hedgesville High School. He did play basketball at his previous school. Has Have you talked to him? Has he talked to you yet, I should say, or has he even transferred yet? Do uh, we know? To Gavin Young, I yeah, Gavin, yeah, from, yeah, about yeah. and there's, there's, I can promise you this. There's absolutely no tie to their assistant coaches coming, and and that, like uh, Chad Brinegar and I are, are friends. We've been friends for a long, long time. Chad called me uh, in in regards to Austin coming with us, and Chad said, "Look, he lives near you. He works nights. There's no way that he can keep driving to Berkeley Springs every day. Can you do something that he really wants to? He's talked about you. We've both talked about." It'd be a great learning experience for him to be on your staff. Um, that that conversation happened long before. Um, I think Gavin is more of a football player than he is a basketball player. 
maybe I don't know I haven't seen him play either one except for you know when we played Berkeley Springs in basketball and, and anything on tape but yeah I have talked to him once once he was enrolled in our school and everything else I reached out to his dad um you know, uh, try to like always try to develop a relationship, and he hasn't been coming to basketball stuff. It's one of the other things that happens is, like at our school, Matt and I I think work together pretty well. There's going to be kids that are football kids that play basketball, and there's going to be kids that are basketball kids that have aspiration of playing at whatever level. I think when we try to ask kids to do two and three things in one day, it's just too much. It becomes unhealthy. Uh, and I'm not just talking about okay, they can't lift twice. I'm talking if you. If you come to one of our basketball workouts and we're there from 9 to 11.30 or, or sometimes 9 to 12, if you think you can do that and you can go do anything in the afternoon and be physically productive, then I'm not doing something right from 9 to 12. I mean, it's just – and it be, so it becomes, I think, detrimental to the kids and you end up with kids getting hurt. So so we try to work together. And um, Matt and I both open and honest with each other about, you know, we just want to know where the kids are. We don't, we don't want to let them, like, play mom against dad, dad against mom. We don't let them do that. But, you know uh, – you know, so so we're. I'm excited that he's there. Supposedly, he's pretty good at basketball. Uh, I know he plays AAU basketball. And he's done some of that, but but he, he actually hasn't been at anything yet. I think next week our football team's going to take a little bit of a break because they'll do they'll use their flex days again in July. So I think next week we're going to come in and work out, and hopefully some of those football kids will be with us for the first time. And you know, you talk about the flex days this year. How much? How big is that for the guys that that? Uh, we're big on your JV team last year and, you know, guys that we see that are multiple sport athletes, maybe that time where they're able to carve out to play some basketball. Xavier Kirk, uh, you know, is the multiple sport athlete there, but the younger guy in uh, Quincy Pissnoggle, who's I'm assuming going to get a little bit more time at varsity this year. How big is the summer for them when you can come in and work with them? Well, it's, it's huge. Uh, you know, like um, both, both and, and I never even answered the one question you asked me about like the you know players like obviously uh you know uh, uh there's there's a number of kids that everybody's fighting for well who's going to get what spot and we we tell them all the time like there's no you know it's not promised anybody uh xavier kirk's really really good I mean, he's a pretty darn good basketball player uh and he's this summer he spent a lot more time working and focusing on basketball um you know uh, obviously noah is a you know my stepson's he's he's a pretty good baseball player as well he's a starting shortstop in the state tournament and but only because the shortstop got hurt but uh but he was playing third and he started most of the year in baseball and and uh but he's like right now he's spending a lot of time he's also playing on the legion team so uh noah's doing a little bit of two things at once um you know landon pence is doing the same thing uh quincy's gotten a lot better uh you know one of the things that's hard for quincy is uh, no matter what, if you're you're a young man and you feel like no matter what you're always playing in your dad's shadow, that's kind of tough. Uh, Quincy's a, a pretty good high school basketball player. Obviously, when you're that tall, uh, you have a small frame. Uh, you know the physicality of it can can play a role. So, uh, but no matter what, I know that Quincy will be able to play basketball. No matter what, I will be able to help him. After high school, he will have somewhere to go play. Uh, which is kids that have that aspiration. I think that that over the years we've shown we can we can do that. Um, it, they have to buy in and do the things we ask them to do in the off season. Uh, so, you know, so we'll see who else, like who fills what spots. I mean, uh, you know, Zanning Zanning Ganey is uh, you know a, a really athletic kid who's done well, and 
but we'll we'll have to have more kids. I mean, we'll have to figure out who it's, who it's going to be. So a uh, long way to go between now and then. We have the summertime. You also have, like I said, eventually it'll be 32 flex days. I mean, I, I think what most people will run into is not they don't have enough time to work with kids to get better, but you got to figure out where you can do it because you're not going to have gym space. And yeah. All right. Well, th- we'll take a little break here when we come back. Uh, Coach Church, you're going to stick around? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be back with more with Coach Church on the other side of this two-minute break. It's riding high west oaks. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Little League Baseball is back on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Being the winner. 2-0 Hutchinson lifts this one to deep left field. It's out of here. It's a grand slam for Hutchinson. And Jefferson leads at 7-0. Join us for the area and district tournaments. The area tournament is June 23rd through the 27th. And the district tournament is July 1st through the 2nd. On your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburger. Call 304-263-4343. We're still joined by head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles basketball team, Kelly Church. And, and Coach, any uh, team camps your teams are going to this summer? I've seen a lot of other teams doing it, so I figured I'd ask your, you. Yeah, we we, uh, we already did. We went to, to JMU, uh, and I've become, again, pretty close with some of their staff members. Uh, Matt, Matt Schultes, who's the director of basketball operations, is uh, – he 
my son Alex and he are, are pretty close. And so because of that relationship, I ended up getting another staff and, and Mac Butlin, Matt Buckland, who's actually Tom Izzo's nephew. Uh, they've got a couple mm-hmm. nephews. They, uh, uh, Coach Crimmins is there, and that's Bobby Crimmins' nephew. So they've they've got a couple big nephew connections. Uh, but so we we started to to go there a couple years ago, right after COVID. University of Richmond, we we'd gone there forever, uh, and University of Richmond shut theirs down, and so uh, we go to JMU, and we we do some things different. We try to go in a little early. Uh, we practice in their gym, um, you know, and and so. Uh, that's our, our big weekend. I wish it was later, but the way things work out now, uh, you almost have to do it right at the beginning of, of our three-week period. Um, and there's some other things going on that the teams are going to, uh, which, I, you know, I think it's great as a coach. You're going to decide whatever whatever you think is best for your kids and your program. Like, uh, I know uh, I'm obviously very tight with George Gosk, who's the girls coach at, at Spring Mills. Last year, he had a, a veteran team, lots and lots of players. Obviously, everybody's gotten wind of the, well, some kids are gone now. They're not there. And so I think Georgia spent most of the three weeks just practicing, just trying to like work on skills and get better and try to figure out where he's at. So different teams, different years. We'll do some different things. Um, you know. But, but this year, we went to JMU, and that'll be a pretty steady because the University of Richmond doesn't do theirs anymore. So we'll go to JMU's camp every year. And then, you know, last year we went to GW during this time, uh, and we actually joint practiced with uh, with Rick Green's team. We're really, really close. Um, and, you know, uh, but it was – I think sometimes you get way, way more out of a, a joint practice than you will just going to shootouts. And, like, my philosophy, again, and I may be different than other people. I know kids like to play games. Everybody likes to play games. In West Virginia, we argued and fought forever that we need to have more time with our kids. We need to be able to develop their skills and do those things to help them be better basketball players. And then, you know, as things started to open up for us for the three-week period and then with some flex days, it seems like most people just go play games as much as they can. So we'll worry about more of the team stuff and being able to play games and compete as the season gets closer right now, we're, we're really trying to focus on helping our kids become better basketball players. No Marshall team camp? Uh, no, it's a, I don't like it. It's a big drive. Well, yeah. And like, uh, I mean, I, I, when I first got here, it's kind of an interesting story. Mr. Dillinger was the principal at Hedgesville High School, and it was my second year. And I asked him if we could go to New York City for a tournament. And he's like, you're, you're crazy. They're, you don't need to travel to New York City. I said, well, it's not a need to. It's, a, I think, a big, great experience for the kids. They could see a different part of the world. Most of them haven't seen it. No, no, no. So, and, I, and I love Mr. Dillinger to this day. Like We're, we're very close. Uh, certainly a, a father figure mentor towards me. Um, <laughs> I went into his office the next day, and I asked him if we could go to Charleston, West Virginia, to play in a tournament instead. And he said, absolutely, great idea. <laughs> and so then I, I got out the old school compass, and I put it on a map, and I drew a circle. And I said, man, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but if, uh, if we can travel all the way to to Charleston or to Huntington. I don't know how you're not letting us go to New York. And then, <laughs> ironically, my, my son, uh, the twins, uh, Alex, went to went to Marshall. He was the head manager for four years. He went with CJ and uh, had a great career there. Went on to UAB to, to be an assistant coach. And uh, uh, my son Adam went to the United States Merchant Marine Academy, which is, you know, a, a hidden wonder of the world that not enough people know about. Like the your life after you graduate from a school like that. 
um, the financial gains you can make. It's different than the other academies because you can work in the private industry as long as it's within the marine industry. And so, uh, but it's still a service academy. It's you know still one of the top educations you can get in the entire country. And so Adam went there, and I, it was way easier to go see Adam in New York than it was to try to go see Alex in, in Huntington. So we, we don't we don't necessarily travel all that way, not that often. I know we only got a minute or two remaining here in today's show, unfortunately, but wanted to get your comments as uh, you were made aware earlier, I believe this week, actually, that you are uh, one of the few in this year's Hall of Fame class for Hedgesville High School. So congratulations on that honor and uh, just wanted to get your comments on it as well. Well, uh, first of all, it's the same thing I said yesterday, and I I appreciate you acknowledging it. It's... uh, you know, one of the things for me is when, when I uh, when I first came here uh, 25 years ago, had no idea. Every year there were the rumors that, uh, well, Coach Church is only here for a year, and then I'm only here for two, and then, well, he's leaving. He's le- and, and I uh, raised my family here. I, I, I love it here. It's been uh, it's been great. And, uh, you know, the fact that not being from Hedgesville and, and being able to, you know, eventually I was obviously this year, I'm part of the Hall of Fame class. Like, it's a, it's a huge honor. Uh, and uh, a ton of respect for for all the people there, and Mr. Dillinger, who who hired me all those years ago. We're still very close, and um, you know Tim Ballard, who I who I co-taught with, is is in the class as well. So that's that's pretty neat to to be in the class with somebody who I used to share a classroom with. Thanks for the time. This thirty minutes flew by, and uh, you're welcome back anytime you want to come on, Coach Church. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Coach Church for coming on for calling. I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for Little League Baseball action. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.